to episode 11 in the week one edition of your Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. Dan Claskins and James Adams here to help get everything ready for that first week of NFL action. We'll be coming at you Tuesday nights all through the season. So you want to subscribe wherever you listen, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher as well. You can get us anytime over at InsiderFootball.com. Of course, all the tools there to help you throughout the season. And of course, Saturday morning, Sirius XM Fantasy. Nine, uh, excuse me, 11 p.m. to 1, or 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern every single week there. And James, we've done it, my friend. We have done it. We've gotten to week one. I wish I could say I was done with drafts. I have one left, the pros with Joe's Charity League. The same guy, Kenny Rogers, actually won me again uh, the bid on him. So we'll be uh, taking another crack at it. But that will be the final one of many. So uh, it is nice to put it in to to rest and, and now we get to hit the waiver wire get used to tuesday nights and wednesday nights right absolutely i mean i've kind of been uh you know i've been kind of looking ahead already with some drafts because as you said you've got your final of uh, a million and a half i am finished with my 1.4 million drafts this uh season so going back to the ones i did seemingly forever ago looking back i've already been looking at uh waiver wires and making claims i haven't processed yet but yeah it's that time and it's uh you know it's um I don't know. It's 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 better when I've had Monday Night Football to kind of go over the stat lines. So next week I'll be a little bit more hyped because we'll have some actual games. But there's still some players on waiver wires that are important to be looking at, especially in those drafts that you did a while ago, right? Where players have been injured, players have been traded, uh, the combo of both, and you know moving out of ways for other players. So there's uh, there's quite a bit going on, but. I'll be a little bit more amped about it next week when I have like, you know, a bunch of one and no fantasy teams. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. We'll set up a little bit of the matchups. This is more about hitting the waiver wire. Obviously, this first week, we're going to look at some early season streamers with you. We're definitely going to also take a deep dive uh, into some Thrive Fantasy. That's right. We've been talking about it all August long. And if you still are looking to draft, just really want to use all the great regular season tools over at Fantastics. Go to insiderfootball.com. A $20 first-time deposit at Thrive Fantasy will get you all of our tools for 2021 for free, plus the $20 over at Thrive. And we're going to do weekly uh, Thrive prop pulls all season long over on the Sirius Show. We'll take a sneak peek, our first look at them each week here on the podcast. And we invite you to go to thrivefantasy.com once you have that deposit and play in many of their games. they got touchdown-only contests. they got Thursday night contests. They've got a ton of fun, and James, just looking ahead, the, the twenty thousand, or excuse me, the twenty dollar NFL Week One Sunday contest, a hundred thousand dollars in prizes out there. Just twenty dollars gets you in. It's capped off at uh, five thousand five hundred fifty-five entries. Lots of overlay currently on this thing, and as I said, a hundred thousand dollars in prizes out there. Twenty thousand dollar first place, not bad, not bad at all. For this uh, entry here, and if you uh, just looking ahead, James, you basically get 20 options for folks that are new to it. Player prop options, 20 options. You pick the 10. So we'll take a sneak peek at that before we get out of here as well. But let's just sort of start off with, uh, you know, as we're going to do this each week, we need some sort of source, some something to drive us, right? Like player availability or or something along those lines. And uh, I like using ownership data. I think it's a, a fair reference. And really, for the case of this, we're going to look at Yahoo ownership percentages. And uh, James, before we even get into 
guys that might be out there, players that aren't owned. You know, we're going to look at some early season streamers we talked about on our radio show a couple weeks ago as well. Revisit that, but just overall strategy. You're sitting out there. You got a hundred dollars in Fab. Maybe uh, your league uses that. Some still use waiver wire, the old school way. But for those out there with that free agent auction budget, here you are, man. The season's getting ready to start. As you said, already some changes need to be made. How do you like to spend that dough here early on? You know, it just depends on, first of all, the league setup, right? Like there there are some leagues where, uh, Superflex, where a quarterback becomes available, it's like, oh, my Lord, you have to have him. In other leagues, it's not not a big deal. So you have to know your league, just like when you're going into drafting. you got to know your league when you're spending your fab. Um, you know, I like to have fab available to make moves at the end of the season, but it's okay if I don't have money to win bids. So it's okay if I have, let's say, for example, knowing whether or not you have a hundred or a thousand dollars in your fab, because those are pretty common numbers. If you have a hundred and you can't use cents, right? You have to have a whole dollar value. When you're down to five dollars, you're down to five moves. If you have a thousand dollars and you're down to that same five percent, you've got fifty dollars. You've got technically fifty moves. So you've got to know how to to make sure you leave yourself some outs for those kind of leagues that don't allow moves without fab. Um, then you, you have to get into who's the player, what's the need. Um, no doubt about we're going to get into Sony Michelle. He's going to be a popular player on leagues that were drafted early because he wasn't drafted until he moved teams. And I'm looking at teams saying, okay, what's my running back need? And, you know, not to get too far into the content of the show, but for the, the purposes of how you allocate your fab, leagues where I drafted J.K. Dobbins, all of a sudden Sony Michelle seems like a really good plug-in to that roster. So I'm ready to go over 50% of my fab, maybe more. So how you want to allocate it really depends on what your team need is, who the player available is. Like, are you looking at the league and saying, okay, there may be a a running back that pops like uh, Justin Forsett did a couple of years after week one. And and maybe there's not. So it's, it's really all team by team, but you got to know your league rules and it's got to be what the player is. And then to me, it's a percentage of what my fab is. Sometimes it's a percentage of what my fab started at. And hey, by the way, this fab report, especially as the season rolls on, it's available to you. So you can also look and say, okay, who else has X amount of fab? Like that's more of an in-season philosophy to dealing with fab, but knowing what the budget is left for the rest of your league mates too. So I don't know, Dan, was that uh, a little bit more than I, that, that was Dang, I think we could just end the episode now and rename <laughs> it Fab Tips with James Adams and we can call it a night. But uh, no, that's good stuff, bro. Uh, definitely, it is a case by case basis. And really, it's about your risk tolerance, how aggressive you are. Uh, and also, one the only thing I would add in there is knowing whether or not you can still add a player after the Fab runs at no dollars is important too mm-hmm. because. It's a far cry to say you must bid on every single edition and Fab only runs that first day of the week because I play in leagues both ways and I'm definitely a little more aggressive knowing, all right, if I go after this guy, at least I can still pick up a player with zero dollars. Yep. So let's dive into who might be out there in the league. We're looking right now at Yahoo, uh, Yahoo Fantasy, one of the largest providers obviously out there and just looking in general crossed all the sites on their platform. Players own 30% or less that could still be out in your league. And James, I mean, clearly position and need is uh, something out there. It is pretty remarkable looking at some names on this list. Just between that 20% ownership and 30% ownership threshold, 
I think some really good additions, uh, especially if you're in a deeper league, they're probably not out there at Yahoo, but guys like Russell Gage, Rondale Moore, Jalen Rager, Emmanuel Sanders, these guys here, they're all at 20-something you know, percent. Uh, obviously, Ramondre Stevenson, but if we're looking at players currently own less than 20%, now you're getting into some slim pickings, and one of the names surprisingly on their list at 19% ownership is Carolina rookie Terrence Marshall, who's been on fire, as well as Jets rookie quarterback Zach Wilson. I get the quarterbacks, but when you start to see receivers out there, uh, you know that's pretty hard to say. But if we scroll down a little bit and get below 20%, you really start getting into some interesting names. Any of them uh, you know, below that 20% level, look at guys that you think could have play for some of our listeners uh you know again it depends on what what your need is are you in a two tight end league are you in you know a multiple quarterback league and that may change what what is available um you know carlos hyde is not a guy that i'm in love with but i wonder if he's going to have a little bit of role now that there is no travis Etienne down in jacksonville i mean i'm not in love with it but look i've got dollar bids on uh on his services out there so that's one that Jumps to mind quickly. Um, Paris Campbell is way down there at eleven percent. He seems almost like a you gotta have him kind of player in deeper formats now because he's he's maybe uh, is he the wide receiver two or the wide receiver one on his team? He's he's one or the other. Um, Kenneth Gainwell kind of stands out as a name that brings attention based on a Philly team that's moved the ball around a lot in the backfield. I do believe in Miles Sanders, but. At his ownership here is kind of interesting. Sammy Watkins, too, uh, just based solely on the fact that I guess he's one of the very few left standing on an offense that also lost their key running back. So I'm interested to see how that one plays out. But those are a few. There's a couple others, too, I think. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, obviously, Tony Jones Jr. picking up a little buzz with news today that uh, Latavius Murray refusing to take a paid cut in New Orleans. So the Saints running back getting a little bit more play. Uh, a little higher up on that list. But, you know, I think in general the Saints have a lot of uh, sleepers there. I mean, Marquez Callaway was being drafted, as was Michael Thomas but and Kamara. But after that, I mean, you have Jameis Winston, who's probably out there in a lot of leagues, that certainly has a ceiling that some owners might be coveting. And how about, especially on Yahoo sites, jo- uh, Jawan Johnson, who everybody's on Troutman, and he's a little dinged up and, and probably going to be slow to start this season with injury. But, Troutman is going to play the same role he played last year. It's actually Johnson that's going to get involved in more of the Jarrett Cook role in this offense. And interestingly enough, James, on Yahoo specifically, he actually has dual eligibility at this point as wide receiver and a tight end, which left me head-scratching. I was actually deciding between him and Josh Palmer last night in my 16-team DAV Ballers League there, and... uh, I, went, I didn't go with him because I had Waller as my tight end. I was like, ah, and in that league you can keep rookies, and it's a little complicated. But at the end of the day, uh, certainly some players there. I think Winston, a quarterback, especially in early leagues, that went undrafted altogether. I don't think anybody's touching us. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, in a lot of these leagues. He could be one that uh, really opens up some eyes. I look at some running backs on the list. I'm intrigued by Rashad Penny. I mean, it's pretty much – break or make or break time for Penny right now. And I mean, the range of outcomes are, are wide. This guy, I mean, uh, basically coming off the ACL, who knows what's up, but I mean, Carson's always banged up. He is a former first round pick, man. And he's sitting out there. 
on a lot of waiver wires right now, as is Daryl Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs, who, yeah, it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's show, but Williams got involved a little bit last year. You have one less, I mean, Lev Bell wasn't much of a factor other than taking away a few snaps from Daryl Williams, maybe, and Edwards-Hilaire's dinged up if he struggles. I mean, I just think you're paying nothing for a guy like Daryl Williams right there. And Ty Johnson, I've talked him up all preseason. I've got him on half my KFFC teams as a late, late dart. But, hey, man, I've been eating a lot of shares of Michael Carter as well. But and it's probably a backfield by committee. But Johnson's part of that committee right now. And he's not even being drafted in the top 70 running backs in PPR leagues at Yahoo. No doubt. Um, you mentioned uh, a guy, Wayne Gallman as maybe a deep-dive sleeper in Atlanta. Well, he's sitting there as well on most uh, waiver wires as well. Nico Collins is almost unowned at 3%. And let's get real. I mean, he's been one of my sleepers all spring. Or spring. Well, not really all spring, but all summer. And basically, it boils down to I want a pass catcher on a team that stinks. It's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Well, I didn't even know that they were going to trade for Miller and then he was going to get hurt. I didn't know that they were going to cut Kiki Kuti. I thought Collins had a chance to, to to step in and make a role for himself. Well, he might well be the wide receiver, too, on this team starting day one and a bad team. So there's a couple other ones. Uh, you mentioned Damian or Daryl Williams. Damian Williams is out there, too, as well. And uh, there's a couple handcuffs. So, you know, like I saw Chuba Hubbard at the very top of this list that um, those are kind of things that I guess you have to personally – you talked about risk tolerance, you know. Are you willing to tolerate not having your own uh, – running back handcuff, but those are obvious players, you know, maybe that we won't mention because we think it's obvious, but just in case it goes uh, unstated or unthought of, there it is. Yeah. And I mean, just looking at some deep, deeper receivers too. I, I know in a lot of leagues, teams are carrying six, seven receivers and we're not seeing some of those type of guys last, but we saw Terrence Marshall less than 20% there. I think Amon, uh, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Now that, Brashard Perryman's out of the picture, clearly on the rise. Brian Edwards, a first-round pick that, or excuse me, a rookie pick of a year ago that got off to a little slow start. Quez Watkins, we're expecting him to have a role in the slot there in Philadelphia. And even Deshaun Jackson's interesting. Nobody's talking about Deshaun Jackson, and I get it. I mean, the guy's getting old, but, I mean, he's getting an upgrade in offense, upgrading a quarterback, if he can actually just stay healthy. I mean, this dude's not even in the top 90 wide receivers being drafted right now. I mean, you would think at least in a best ball would be worth a dart. Maybe so. I'll be honest with you, though. I'm probably more interested in Van Jefferson in that offense at this yeah. point. Um, Alan Lazard is actually a receiver that sits right next to him in this list that I find very interesting at that low ownership because I realized that the Packers did go out and find – uh, you know, they went out and got Cobb. They drafted Rodgers, Amari Rodgers. So uh, there's more mouths to feed. But Alan Lazard, when healthy, was the number two in Green Bay. And look, and there were times where it wasn't great to plug him in your lineup last year. But, I mean, 3% ownership. He's got the same ownership as Nico Collins, a guy who I like, but I haven't seen anything from. Alan Lazard has been a useful fantasy player. Yeah, before. I'd rather have Christian Kirk, I think, than any of those guys. because okay. I like Rondale Moore, so. Well, I love Rondale Moore, and I have a ton of shares at him. But the thing is, he's going five rounds earlier. So <laughs> if you don't, if you're not lucky enough to get in on him, I'm more inclined to take a stab at Christian Kirk than AJ Green. But maybe that's because I've seen what AJ Green is these days. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I guess I'm just looking at Kirk as a three in his offense, and I could be wrong. I could be. Well, dude, I'm talking as a wide receiver seven here. I mean, oh sure, oh sure. Let's I be mean, clear. The tight end. 
I want to ask you about one guy before we move on to tight end, though. Uh, Josh Reynolds in Tennessee. He was a dude that was a decent uh, stash in L.A., but he was always, I mean, for a while, he was the fourth behind Cooks and the other two that are still there for the Rams. He goes to Tennessee. A.J. Brown's got some knee issues. Uh, Julio Jones has had some foot issues. That's a team that throws the ball a lot because their defense stinks. I know they run the ball a lot, too, with Derrick Henry, but does he interest you at all? Because if Julio Jones doesn't go there, his ownership would obviously be considerably higher than the 1% of this. Yeah. Well, plus I cut Des Fitzpatrick, which was interesting to see a rookie player get cut as you know that quickly out of the gate. So it certainly spells uh, some good news there. I think for us, we just have to figure out what are we going to see in this offense and mm-hmm. what it ultimately is going to look like there. And, and from I, I just too many mouths to feed. Uh, so I probably won't have any shares of him. Let's look at the tight end position because uh, I mean you haven't. I don't think you pimped Tyler Croft yet on this edition of the podcast. You want to go ahead and put that plug in. Are you sure about that? That doesn't even seem possible. I figured his name came out of my mouth before. I figured that came out as part of when you introduced me. The the advocate for Tyler Croft, James Adams. I that's figured how that came out. But uh, look, Tyler Croft, they did go back and sign Ryan Griffin. So after he was cut and Tyler Croft was truly the only man in town, Griffin is back on the roster. And he was the guy I thought would be the 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 um the guy to kind of replace Herndon just because I had given up on Herndon before the Jets did, or at least uh, you know, the Jets were waiting to get something. But Tyler Croft caught a couple of passes, a couple of touchdowns in the preseason. You've got a rookie quarterback. Look, it could be he could end up being a fourth man on the totem pole if Corey Davis is the real deal, Crowder does his thing, and you all of a sudden get Denzel Mims to being what they drafted him to be a year ago. But I'm taking stabs at Tyler Croft. I have him in uh in a couple of like tight end premium leagues. I drafted Hayden Hurst, and I've got a claim in him uh, for Croft in our our, um, our uh, host league, Dan. So Tyler Croft is a guy who I've also got in a, like, use him and you can't use him the rest of the year lineup for week one. His matchup is actually decent in Carolina. So it's kind of a show me right away thing for Tyler Croft. But there you go. I've been uh, I've been on board. I'll, you know he's going to be in, like, a DraftKings and a uh, showdown. I don't know if I'll do showdown for that that game, but he'll definitely be in a DraftKings lineup and We'll uh, we'll see what kind of prop we have on him over there at uh, at, at Thrive and see what because uh, I honestly could not find any good props on him or Zach Ertz, two guys that were my tight end like deep sleepers, deepish sleepers this year. I couldn't find any good props on either of them. Yeah, like season long, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, as we look over and we'll get to those Thrive Fantasy props and talk about how you can play Thrive Fantasy with us all season long here in a minute. But uh, other tight ends, Anthony Ferkser, definitely a name that was hyped up there a little early. I think he's sitting out in this range a little bit, and it's some guy that uh, you can definitely get a little taste of there. Zach Ertz, you mentioned him. Jawan Johnson, we talked about him. Dan Arnold, another guy, and Tyler Conklin. I think uh, I've got him in my week one ranks as a, a sneaky uh, fan- guy getting on the fantasy radar there, especially with what's going on in Minnesota. Probably going to take Herndon a while to get used to that offense and Irv Smith. Well, his breakout won't come this season, that's for sure. So, All right, so we've looked through that. We've got you covered on many of those fronts. Now let's take a a little look at what's going on, James, when we talk about early season streamers. And it's interesting because we're talking waiver wire, who wasn't drafted, who might not be owned in your league. I think that's what we spent these first 20 minutes on. But just looking at some streamers, and especially at defenses, we talked about it a little bit earlier this month, uh, over the past month on our Sirius XM show. And looking at it here, I mean, uh, you got to like the Jets getting out of the gate at Carolina, New England, at Denver. We talked about that. The Panthers get the Jets in week one. I know that's been a popular pick. 
I like what the Patriots do. Miami at the Jets, then the Saints. But man, the Denver Broncos at the Giants, at the Jaguars, then the Jets. That's that's an underrated defense, I think, is sliding in some drafts. Yeah, there, it depends on the draft. Like, I've seen them slide, and then I've seen them be one of the top draft picks, too. And I think sometimes it's like everybody's waiting for a defense, and people are like, hey, I thought I was going to wait on this defense, but you know what? They're the pick I'm making anyway because I'll take the first couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know if you threw the Niners out there because they're not really a streamer, but anyway. Yeah, well, I, I left them out because I figured they're, you know, they're like they're a top being five taken, but, but that's a reason, like, to take them ahead of another defense, right? Is like, hey, let's get off to the fast start. Um, so those are ones Philly has a decent little start. We'll see what they do in Atlanta from there. And then, you know, their division just is, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough division to say is, is, is good for a defense because going against Dallas won't be good. Right. Um, going against the giants, I guess will be good going against Washington. I mean, that's maybe a good defensive matchup simply because it's, it'll be a slower game. So I don't know, but Philly, uh, kind of stands out at least in week one to see what they could do. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, uh, any of those, any of those would be good ones. I like Carolina Week One. I have actually. It's funny you bring up the Niners because I actually jumped them up a spot or two in my rankings based off that Week One matchup alone. Of course, they got the early Week Six bye, which is a little earlier than the rest of those elite defenses. But the other position owners really do a lot of is quarterbacks, and the three guys I pinpointed uh, for first couple weeks that could be you know not top fifteen guys in some drafts, maybe sitting out there in one QB twelve team leagues, but. Baker Mayfield at Kansas City versus Houston. I think uh, he's going to come out of the gate pretty strong there. They're going to have to keep pace with the Chiefs. The Texans are just terrible. I like Trevor Lawrence, too, opening up against the Texans. He does get Denver, so I don't like him as much. And then James Kirk Cousins, he's not sexy, but, man, at Cincinnati, at Arizona, not a bad way to start the season for the Vikings quarterback. Nope, not bad at all. Kirk Cousins being forgotten. I mean, there was a draft I finally didn't take him because – I had so many shares, and he went undrafted. Undrafted in a twenty-team, twenty or twelve-round twenty-teamer. Um, so you want to talk about a streamer? He's available. Ryan Tannehill might be available too. I mean, there are some leagues where he slid, slid right. You know, he's uh, contracted coronavirus here at the end of the regular or the the preseason. Um, so I mean, I'm you know expecting him to play this week, but he was being kind of forgotten. So there's like two names. Uh, I don't know if you can call him a streamer, but if Andy Dalton doesn't get benched and Fields gets uh, gets his chance to play uh, two, three weeks in, pick him up right away because their schedule is not so bad after they play the Rams. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it, you definitely look at that strength of schedule, and it. it I mean, it, it sinks for when have to play the Rams, but you look at actually just the first five weeks of the season, and. Uh, Looking at the strength of schedule, the Jets have the best quarterback schedule, followed by the Vikings, Tennessee, Baltimore, Philadelphia is the top five there. So Jalen Hurts, another guy that could get off the gate fast. And I, I mean, it seems like his ADP sort of dropping, James. And I have my questions about him as an NFL quarterback, but what he's able to do on the ground as a runner, pretty, pretty impressive. And then you look at the schedule that they open up with there and, and starting out with this game. In Atlanta, it's going to be one of my uh, bets this week. And matter of fact, uh, taking the Eagles plus the three and a half here, I think it's one of their best shots to win this entire season. The totals up to forty-eight. Jalen Hurts and company, I think, could get out of the gate quickly there. So we shall see. 
Uh, let's move on to some tight end streamers. I know we threw out Tyler Croft and some of those other guys. There's a lot of crossover here, but just based off matchups. I mean, if I like Baker Mayfield, I'm going to like Austin Hooper for the same reasons. The Chiefs are terrible against the tight end historically. And then you got the Texans matchup, who also fall under that suit. Tyler Higby, liking him against the Bears and that Indy. Blake Jarwin, one of my punt tight end last round draft guys on some of my leagues at Tampa Bay and at the Chargers. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Dallas is able to do. It's a tough matchup here in week one, but it is nice to see Dak back under center. No doubt about that. Um, I've got a, I've got enough Dak Prescott that if he wins the MVP this year, I'll be smiling, even though I don't have the bet on that. Um, to the tight end point, everybody has Kyle Pitts on a team. What about Hayden Hurst? I get it. He's the backup tight end on his team. But we've, we've heard a lot about maybe Pitts is not going to be lined up exclusively in a tight end role. That's what makes him so uh, exciting with that upside. That team's not going to be good, Atlanta. Hayden Hurst is still a first-round pick. Julio Jones is gone. I personally am not, like, you know, dying to get Russell Gage and friends in my lineup. So after Ridley, I think Pitts could still still be a fine tight end play this year. And again, this is a streamer. This isn't, hey, you know, you got to have this guy all year. But Hayden Hurst has one of the best uh, tight end schedules to start the year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, kickers. Who cares? I mean, are we really got we're going to stream kickers. I mean, that that is the end of kicker talk for the year. Right? Yeah, Evan McPherson, James. I Who mean, that, uh, I, I think he. I actually put him in my top fifteen this week. I think he's being underlooked at uh, by many, but. Uh, the Bengals' offense good with kickers, and they finally got one that could build, boot it over fifty yards. So good, for, good for the Bengals. If if you want a real kicker take, my kicker take that's been on draft day is try not to have the same bye week as a defense, which I'll take first. I love to see a kicker who can kick indoors, who has a bye week in double digits, and I can just not think about it for quite some time. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap up the show with a little look ahead to this week. And before we drive into Thrive Fantasy, let's again tell you about the great deal we're running over at Fantastics. We've been running it all month long. If you still got a draft, you can jump in on that. But even if you don't, a $20 first-time deposit at Thrive Fantasy via the link at insiderfootball.com on our sign-up page. You get the draft advisor. You get all the regular season tools. The complete touchdown package is a $70 value for free. It's just $20 deposit. You get the $20 to play on Thrive Fantasy. Use your Fantastics tools to dominate, win even more cash. Go to insiderfootball.com to check that out. And while you're there, you can get caught up on all the episodes of the podcast as well. They're there all the time. And you can subscribe wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Google. We are on Spotify and Stitcher too. But James, Thrive Fantasy, week one. There's a $20 entry NFL contest. It's a Sunday, uh, $100,000 in prizes out here. The first prize including $20,000. And uh, it's really a nice card here. you got 20 options of props out there. You can pick 10 out of the 20. The less probable the prop is to occur, the more points you receive if you choose correctly. Athletes must play at least one snap to qualify, and there's a lot of them out here, so we won't go through all of them, but before we get that, just a quick look at the card, and we've kicked things off on Thursday night. Dallas is at Tampa Bay. That line's moved up to eight now, the total sitting at 52, and should be a great start to the season. Then it's a full Sunday slate of action starting off with uh, a handful of one o'clock games, I think headlined by the big one. Uh, from at least from a, a, 
fantasy standpoint, the one that I'm most intrigued by is the Pittsburgh and Buffalo game. Can Josh Allen get it going? What will that team look like? I think Arizona at Tennessee is another juicy matchup, a total now at 52 in that. But uh, all the good ones are at 4 o'clock. you got the 425 Eastern kickoff, four games. Cleveland at Kansas City, Miami at New England, Green Bay versus New Orleans from Dallas. And then the primetime games, of course, Chicago at the Rams, the Ravens at the Raiders, the first Las Vegas crowd in there. On an opening night, it should be pretty special there. But, James, it is going to be a fun week one, my friend. It should be. I mean, you're talking about, oh, I'm excited about this game. Dude, like, you started talking Philly-Atlanta, and okay, I've got a lot of Hurts, some Goddard, some Miles Sanders, some Jalen Hurts. Dude, uh, you can go through any game. A little Hayden Hurst, but I'm just sitting there like, dude, I'm really stoked about that Philly-Atlanta game. Like, there's a lot of things I want to learn from that game. Uh, Yeah, Chiefs-Browns looks pretty tasty. Sure, Eagles, uh, Eagles, or I'm sorry, uh, Steelers and Bills. Wrong uh, Philly team looks tasty. But, dude, I mean, okay, so I'm a degenerate, but I'm stoked about Jacksonville-Houston. All right, I got Jacksonville 16-1 right. not you, to win. You are a degenerate, dude. Let's go. I mean, goodness. But, I'm telling, but, dude, there are so many things that I can't wait to see, like Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. I mean, there really are a lot of things in that game I can't wait to see. All right, we're looking at the bets. We're going to each offer up our favorite three bets of these 20 options on the props card. We'll go straight up on this, dude. Straight up on the season. We're going to play for big stakes. I'm tracking all these winners here. Okay. So I will either let you have the uh, first pick this week or next week, and then we rotate every pick. So you can you go first. Next week, I'll go first. Um, okay, I'll go first. That's fine. Um, give me over one half point five total receiving touchdowns for DeAndre Hopkins. I will take the one ten, and I'll go over there. DeAndre Hopkins touchdown, basically. So it was over one ten, under ninety points uh, per the way Thrive situates the points. I'll take the over one ten. Yeah, so you get one hundred and ten points if Hopkins goes over. The touchdown. You know, that's a pretty good bet. That is a pretty good bet. And we talk about games we like, things we love. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, I'm going to go in on Calvin Ridley. We've talked about that game. I've been going in on him all draft season. It's not the juicy props that you're hoping for, James. It's not because I know you like to take the over. But 95 points is enough. I'm going to go over. 88 and a half receiving yards for Calvin Ridley. I'm cool with that. I went with a little bit of a stretch, went a little bit out on a limb. Now I'm going to do something that I don't think is going out on a limb at all. And I built a nice bankroll on Thrive. I mean, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back. It is the truth. But I have. Um, I've been more successful there than anyone else. And one thing I do oftentimes is if I see something that I just can't turn away from, I take it. I'm going to take Odell Beckham under eight and a half total receptions. I'll take the 75 points. They seem like a lock. The over at 125, if there was something I like that much, I'd be all about it. But that's just juicy enough at under on 75 points. I will take it and hope that I find myself ahead of you elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, that's way too high. 
I don't like the odds, but I'm with you. And that's but that's why it's like you know uh, three to five in the, the total eight units that they. Well, you on. took your chalk. I'm going to take my chalk. Dalvin Cook over half a rushing touchdown. He's playing the Bengals. He might be fantasy's number one running back here in week one. I'm going to go over. It's only eighty points, James, but I'm going to put him on the board with this what I consider slam dunk. I was considering that with the uh, DeAndre Hopkins one. Had you not taken it, that would have been my final pull here. But I'm okay with that. I may as well find myself even more interested in Arizona and Tennessee than I was already. You're giving me Derrick Henry, and I get it. He doesn't catch the ball a lot, but you're going to give me all of his receiving yards too. Over 102.5 total rushing and receiving yards. So I'll be two overs and one under. My second over, Derrick Henry. It's even money. This is one of the things I love when I get on Thrive. Is if I find a number I like that's even one side or the other, that's an insta bet. I don't even care about the points um, as far as like trying to outdo the rest of my opponents. If I th- if I see an even 50-50 spot that I really like the over and I do with a fresh first game of the season, Derrick Henry and what I expect to be a shootout, I'll take that. Over 102.5 total rushing plus receiving. You know, I've gone two overs. I need to take make myself take an under, James. I do, I do. And I think I'm going to go under, under on Justin Herbert and his one and a half passing touchdowns. The Washington football team, it's going to be a tough matchup, particularly at home. We know Austin Eckler's back. Maybe he can actually get one of his three rushing touchdowns of the season here and keep Herbert out, but I'll, I'll, I'll go under one and a half passing touchdowns for the 115 points on the board. So there you have it. We've got, you've gone DeAndre Hopkins over a, a half receiving touchdown for 110. You've got Odell Beckham under eight and a half catches for 75 points. You've got Derrick Henry over 102 and a half total yards for 100 points. I've got Ridley over 88 and a half receiving yards for 95. Dalvin Cook to get his rushing touchdown for 80 points and not a multiple passing touchdown game for Justin Herbert for 115 points. There we have it. That's pretty good. We'll, we'll, I do, like it. we'll do three a week. We'll see how they do. You can score us. You can better yet. You can play along with us. Go over to Thrive Play today. Get that free money, man. Go over to Fantistics. Make the deposit there. Get all the tools with our insider football stuff has to offer for the regular season, our optimizer, the lineup, the DFS tools, everything, and play with us each week. Can't be more fun than that. James, not a bad first podcast, my friend. I'll see you on Saturday morning. I can't wait to do it. Uh, I imagine we'll talk about some of these other props we're looking at because, man, there's more, we got to do more than three next time. There's more I like. Yes, yes. We will do that. We'll catch up with all that much more. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and catch us anytime at InsiderFootball.com. For James Adams, I'm Dan Claskins. Good luck in week one, and thanks for listening to another edition of Fantastics Insider Football Podcast.